Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Kimona. And this is Rebels Advocate, the podcast where we break down the shit show that is the current social climate and reframe the radical. Let's get started. Hello, Erin. Hello, Kimona. How are you doing on this wonderful Saturday? I could not remember which day of the week it was. I am okay. Kind of like a sloth today. You know, I support that 110%. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So very sloth-like entering 2024. But that's okay. And that's fine. I need to be slower. Mm. I need to be slower um, and do things with intentionality. So I'll accept that. I really like that. I think that's a really good intention for the year. To be slow, to do things with intentionality. Yeah, that's kind of how I think of it. I mean, people like me are so hype, like always at a high Mm -hmm. pace and fast moving. Like to be in the moment is to require slowness and be okay with Mm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been something I've been sitting with and also like talking to my other high paced patience about like okay so what if we just were slow and still yeah um so that's what we're vibing with for the year i'm vibing with it i'm so vibing with it <laughs> like a hundred percent um i think i mean we talk about society broadly all the time right we could all use the slowing down a little bit especially you mm-hmm. know in capitalism and the constant urge to keep bigger and better and more and more and more i'm like what if we just like pause and like breathe yeah, i mean it's, <laughs> it's the hustle and grind culture that we always talk about as a direct result of capitalistic society particularly american society like you aren't rewarded mm. for rest mm-hmm. but you'll burn out otherwise and not be able to function um so it's it's a strange dichotomy this westernized capitalist yep. functioning system or lack i don't know if functioning is even a barely because i wouldn't say that it's functioning um and also my neighbors are being super loud so if everyone hears bass and noises in the background blame them that's on them and or that giant truck that just drove by so <laughs> that could be that could be present you know suburbs life is quieter than the city but not quiet no No, not not silent (laughs) but i i think that this intentionality piece is actually a really good segue into what we want to talk about today um we want to talk about platonic love all right yeah i love love i mean i love love right absolutely who doesn't if you don't i'm sorry like truly (laughs) yeah but i think platonic love has been something that i've been seeing a lot of people have like discussions about whether it's on twitter or instagram like in different ways in different aspects but i think it's something that a lot of people overlook or don't um the words are escaping me they don't they don't find as much value in it really 
Yeah. Because I think that's very right. Fair. Like we we put romantic love up on this pedestal. And like we're approaching Valentine's Day, right? Like I've already seen things come out for Valentine's Day, even though it's still January. Crazy. But like mm-hmm. it's again this idea of like romantic love is the ultimate form of love. And that's the love we need to strive Absolutely. for. Like if you don't have And I it, wouldn't even say ultimate, it's kind of the only yeah. that that people foster and like strive for. No one takes into consideration the love that they have. Um, and which can be so much stronger in certain ways. I mean, in a completely different realm of things, like the way that I've been dealing with grief and having to process that, like, like a little part of me is like, it's a cat, (laughs) like not a human, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, like I know that the love that I had in the bond and relationship that I had with Tony is truly like transcendent of a lot of relationships mm-hmm. that I have. So, and I think a lot of people who have pets um, and, and maybe like, especially people who don't have as many of those like romantic love and constant sources of love, like a pet can truly be that. Um, and I think it's just a cultural shift that like maybe we're starting to see in pop culture, but really I think needs to be highlighted and leaned into because people experience so many so many concepts of loneliness or mm-hmm. ending up with partners that are not um, serving them and being in these relationships that are one-sided, toxic, and like thinking that it's the end-all be-all or otherwise you're alone and you won't experience these things. Um, so I think fostering this understanding that love comes in many shapes and forms is important to consider um, because when you think of your support system – and the people that show up for you in your life, like it can look different for every type of person. And I know we'll talk about this later, but that also especially looks different for queer folks who often aren't always having the strongest relationships with their family of origin. And like this idea of building up your own mm-hmm. family um, and just like holding space for what love is in these different relationships and not in some kind of hierarchy, like putting Sam above relationships that I have with my family members, my friends, my godchildren, Tony, like it's not a hierarchy system just because Sam is the person I'm going to spend my life with. I like, I would like to hope to spend my life with a lot of the people that I love. Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting, too, because it's something like this whole concept is something I've been thinking about a lot, partially because of you, <laughs> you, Erin, my love, um, and like the way that you come up in conversation and how I describe our relationship to people is where I'm like, huh? Yeah, like, I would think of you as a life partner. Like, I hope that you are someone I'm doing life with forever. But we're not romantic. And for a lot of people, it's like that thing, like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> like, they can't grasp that. Yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I guess that's like the the choice matter. Like, we, re- we in our own relationship, like, romanticize this idea of, like, the things that we want in life. Mm-hmm. Like, our ideal world would be to be on the same plot of land, raising children together, having our own, like, this this concept of having a village. And I think that that is, like, a beautiful way to understand growth and both in your like personal aspects and then if you choose to raise children like I saw really beautiful like TikTok or some kind of video 
the other day, I guess, with someone who had like a ring camera um, at their front door. And they were like, watch my village show up for me after I have a newborn. And they put together all of the people showing up at their doorstep. Like first you see them coming in with a newborn baby. And then it's like person after person after person and families and individuals, people bringing gifts and balloons and people bringing water and groceries. And I think that that this is all rooted in that source of community that we constantly talk about is that we should be relying and able to rely on the people that we love to show up for us in different ways. And I think I believe that certain people, like you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like one person shouldn't be everything to Mm. you. It's not fair to you if that person is gone, ill, dead, leaves you. Um, Also not to put so much burden onto one person to hold everything for you, both your pain, your struggles, your happiness. Like that's a lot. Um, so I like the idea of having different people who have different roles in your life. Um, although I think it's important that you have relationships, especially with like your partner, that you are able to share the whole spectrum of things, but knowing that like, if something happens, um, good, bad, neutral, that I'm not only just speaking to Sam, that I'm talking to you, I'm talking to my parents, I'm talking to Kayla, I'm talking to all of my best friends, my coworkers, like a different people hold different spaces. I love that. And I think that's important. Um, It also reminds me of something that I've seen on TikTok, whereas there's this one TikToker I will, I I don't remember who it was, but just like (laughs) has like this like like list of like the different types of best friends. Um, Mm. Because this is also something that I used to struggle with a lot growing up. When people would be like, yeah, we're besties. We're like best friends. And I'd be like, but I can only have one best friend. <laughs> like it was genuine. Like it genuine. And that's probably like the neurodivergence playing in there too. Being like, like, no, a best friend, you have one. And that's like the everything, right? But then also like, there are different types of close, intimate relationships that like serve different purposes, like you're saying. And I think that's really important to recognize and honor and hold those up in in importance just as much if not more honestly this might be bold than romantic relationships i think so and i think often romantic relationships can be and i guess you can see it in friendships too like you have friend breakups Mm. i've had friend breakups um but like partnership can be fickle and sometimes like those people won't be consistent in your life and you know having you may have had friends in your life that you've had since you were children Um, into adulthood like very solid stable figures in your life and I think for a lot of people like partners come and go and you have a certain set of friends and I think that can happen in both retrospects Mm -hmm. you might have a partner that is a strong stable person in your life and friends kind of cycle in and out as you grow but I think that that's an important part of it um what I also think is really important to consider is the the spectrum of diversity in your life, because you are a whole person with all these individual identities that make you up you. And um, I know we've talked about hood feminism before on here, but great book um, that I perpetually keep rereading. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that uh, the author mentions in that book is this um, element of like her, she as a black female 
has a black male partner and that her partner can understand like what racism is like for her when she comes and says this happened at work, but he could never fully understand what it's like to have the misogyny that is affecting her at work. And obviously we know as rebels, that intersection of having people who understand what it's like to be a black woman Mm -hmm. in that space, not just, but also that we can't always find those niche people who can understand the exact experiences we have. For example, something, although I have a spectrum of chronic illnesses and a lot of people have much worse um, situations and more complicated situations than I do, like, people with chronic illness often rely on each other, even if it's not the same kind of chronic illness, because there's this understanding of what it's like to operate in the world as a disabled person or having these intricacies of healthcare systems and, you know, what it's like to have people not understand or validate what you're experiencing. Um, So I think having these communities of people outside your direct relationships for things that they can't understand. Like, obviously I talked to Sam about my chronic illness. I talked to him about the whole spectrum of my life, chronic illness, uh, mental illness, neurodiversity, being queer and being a woman. A lot of that Sam can't relate to. Sam is neurotypical. Sam is a straight man. Um, He's a man. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's these, elements that um, he can empathize with and respect and listen to and give good feedback and advice, but he'll never know what it's like to be me. And I won't have that for him and all spectrum. Um, and I, I often say that for you, I often am reiterating to you how important it is that like, as much as I am there for you and present and can show up as an ally, I'm never going to know what it's like to live your life as a black woman, as a black queer woman. Um, And how important it is that you have spaces that you can go to outside of me, even if they're not like your bestie (laughs) to share that, that commonality and to have that understanding that I cannot provide for you. Absolutely. And it relates right back to what you were talking about with loneliness and, and all of that and how like these important, like different aspects, right? We, we just can't expect them to be all met by one person. Um, But also even just to just really sit in love for a second. Like, when you say these things, I just need you to know how loved I feel. Like, oh, good. ew, am I getting emotional? I mean, it's our podcast. It's our pod. I can cry a little if I want to. No, because it's like really important. Um, I have a lot of emotions. Emotions because I love you. (laughs) I love you. And like, this is what I'm saying. Like, people like do not get it. (laughs) People don't get it. But I think there's really something beautiful about having friends that you're in love with. <laughs> and like oh yeah and when i feel like when you say it like that people are like so like yeah you want like a romantic relationship with aaron it's like no you're missing that there is something deeply beautiful and intimate and loving about having someone who has your back who's there for you oh <laughs> um that it's it doesn't have to be romantic and like that's the part that i feel people are like oh it has to be your romantic partner 
is the person who like you're going to spend your life with together it, it doesn't have to be not to mention completely erases like aromantic folks like what are we what Absolutely. are we doing here um and i think it's like one of yeah. the reasons we find like the the queer community has come up with terms like queer platonic relationships um and having like queer platonic partners where you're in like a committed intimate relationship but it's not romantic and it's like different from I think just that's a, the element yeah. that confuses people even more of the added layer of knowing like people like us who are saying that we are so profoundly in love and are having these experiences and that we both identify as queer folks regardless of that but I mean I, I've known you longer than I've known Sam it's not this whole, <laughs> it's not this like it, it holds a different space and I think it's ironic especially coming from queer people um to like really force that label of that we have to have some kind of explanation right. for what our relationship means and I've seen a lot of negative feedback too I, I saw like a recent um, it was like very sapphic. I don't think either person like identified as queer. Uh, it was giving Christian girl content. Oh, interesting. It was this. Re- it was this really beautiful thing they were doing, like one of those like friend gift challenges, and you could just see how profoundly in love they were. And you know, there could be elements of that. Of like, for sure, we do know that there's, especially in like Christian girl culture, like there could be an element of queerness that isn't understood in their own identity and whatnot but fortunately most of the comments were like yes this is how I feel about my best friend this is what I want in a best friend and people don't understand that of like this is what I'm seeking out um and of course then there's the negative aspects of like I would never I would never share a bed with my friend I would never um, don't get it like what yeah I mean this is the same language that I don't understand of people who are like you kissed Tom Brady kissed his child. That is his child. <laughs> what the frick you mean? Like your your rationality of like kissing or like nudity and sexual things like or like those things having inherent sexuality is deeply disturbing to me. Um or like I would never share a bed with my sibling. My brother and I have to share beds sometimes at hotels and I hate doing it because he kicks me exactly like i and i've seen a lot of like this discourse online i'm like guys what like like it's just very strange i don't get it i don't get it and i saw one specifically that i was telling you about Aaron, where it was people on twitter um talking about like having a friend sleepover and it was like two girls talking about it and and like like the quote-unquote weirdness of like sharing a, a bed and like wanting to cuddle with your friend and i'm like guys what so weird. no like i understand the okay i don't like physical touch like that's not what i vibe with right. like that's one thing but it wasn't that it was like a, that's weird like ooh, you guys must want to like sleep with each other but like, blah, blah 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 i'm like or you can just like love people in a non-sexual non-romantic way right there can be cre- intimacy yeah. and love and touch irrespective of sex um, and I think that's a very convoluted thing. Like, I feel like pe- these are people's innate reactions to these kinds of things. I'm like, that's what you have to question. That's mm-hmm. what you have to unpack. It's not weird. It's weird that you feel that way. And not like weird, like, oh, there's something wrong with you. Weird is like society has deeply, yes. deeply affected you. And you need to unpack why you feel that way. Is it because you haven't been able 
to have that relationship? Is it because you were told that it was strange and that you haven't been able to accept that? Like, I feel, I feel bad for you that you haven't been able to experience that love because society has conditioned you to think that it's strange or that there's something wrong with you for feeling that way. Um, and I think it's even funnier, like Sam, I mean, Kayla and I have been best friends since we were kids and we've always said like, since we were young, we were like, we know we'd find the right partner if they knew that like our relationship came before whoever we meet. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and I always think it's funny too. And I think of like, if you're sleeping over, Sam's reaction is always, oh, does she want to sleep in the bed? I'll sleep on the couch so you could sleep with me. <laughs> First of all, so cute. And I'm always like, Sam, I'm not stealing your bed. <laughs> and he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> so funny. And I think that's the truth too, right? Like if you're with, if there is that complication too of then like your partner making you feel strange mm-hmm. that you have this relationship with a partner. Uh, um, I mean, with your best friend, like, there's something wrong there. Like you should have this understanding of like what is and isn't okay. And like, you know, I know that gets, it gets convoluted when people start putting gender in the conversation. Um, Cause it's like, Oh, would you do that with your male best friend or whatever? And it's like, I don't know. I I don't know. I just feel it, it feels very strange and like more of derivative of like a lack of trust in a relationship in of itself. Cause it's like, okay, one of my best friends is, male and sam obviously didn't blink an eye when i said i was going to go stay at his apartment for a week or like when sam was living away for that summer and he came and visited and stayed at our apartment for a week like what's the difference and especially when you put queer folks involved in that relationship it's like okay well what would be the difference of a male versus a female versus a non-binary person when I'm a bisexual person. <laughs> no, it's it's that's I bring that up all the time because I'm like and um but I think it's really important, not even important, interesting is really what I'm going for here because like the like it's like the the gender roles that have been placed on us by society tend to dictate that, you know, if a a guy and a girl have a close relationship like oh it's got to be like romantic and and intimate intimate in like a sexual way when it's like why I mean, that's what they always say is like oh a guy never wants to be right. a girl's friend because he wants to have sex with her not all men want to have sex with everyone <laughs> it wild <Believe> concept <laughs> i just really wish it was like yeah, this this overarching like themes of what things should be. It's like, okay, no, 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 no. That's on how you feel about your relationship, yep. the trust within your partner, the trust within like if you don't trust your partner's best friend, like that could be an issue that you might like not have trust in that mm-hmm. and things like that. But like my partner respects and honors the relationships that I have. And that I wouldn't be around people that didn't respect my boundaries and didn't have love for me and understand our relationship. Like that's people make these grand overarching, um, you know, statements of like what things are like when we have to identify the fact that it's individual relationships, like your friendships are different for every friend Mm -hmm. you have and your relationships are different depending on who your partner is at that time. 
in that stage you are in in your life. Um, Like it's a very individualized experience. So how are we making claims on people's TikToks that, oh, you could never do that. That's weird. Like you don't know that. You don't know their individual. It's it's so bizarre to me. It's very odd. So much of this is just like realizing how odd the, the constraints that society places upon us are. Because like it's it's weird out here. <laughs> like I don't even know. Like that's just like the most simple way to put it. Some of this stuff is really weird. Like, why are we constraining ourselves and uh, and putting these like unnecessary boundaries? And I and I think the unnecessary is a good is an important qualifier because like boundaries are important. Have your boundaries, whatever. But it's when society puts them up for us. When society yeah. says, this is what love has to look like. And this is the only type of love that there is. And if you don't have mm. this love, this romantic, sexual love, because they put the two together, right? Like mm-hmm. society often does not recognize that there can be romantic love separate of sexual desire and sexual love. Um, the, the saying that if you don't have this, and if you don't have both of those in one relationship, then it's not a worthwhile relationship, then it's not important, then you're still, you should still be out there seeking like that ultimate relationship. Yeah. I think that the sexual element is also interesting because we have as a society, as a society kind of understood more now that like, are we just going to pretend that like we haven't had sex with people just for sex without love involved? Um, So how couldn't it, not be the same for love like it doesn't have to go hand in hand it can sex for many people is intimate and that is a bonding experience with partners or if people want to have children and are biologically capable of conceiving their own child together like obviously there's those elements that enable sex as a whatever they're trying to define it as um yeah it's just like okay we are starting to accept that it's we can have sex with someone we don't love so why can't i love someone i don't have sex with Ooh, put that on a t-shirt maybe not a (laughs) t-shirt but like put that up somewhere i think a lot of people need to like sit with that and like really just like meditate on it (laughs) yeah like if they obviously it's a harder argument like if there there are those people who are like no you sex with marriage only and right. you have to have sex with the person that you love and blah 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 and like we all can we can have a whole separate conversation of like how sex is different when it is you know with someone that you love there's like different levels of what sex as well as romance can be um and like love loving relationships so it's like okay so are you saying that every single person you've had sex with or a sexual relationship with um has been someone you're in love with? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, good for you, but you're a liar. <laughs> good for you, but you're a liar. <laughs> like, you're going to tell me that you haven't, like, kissed or made out. Like, I'm sure there's a niche community of, like, religious folks mm. who have done that. Right. Like, we've seen that. People who won't kiss until marriage. Yeah. But, like, are you truly going to tell me for the majority of the population that you have never, like, had a sexual kiss with someone that you didn't love? 
I just liar. side eye. <laughs> liar. <laughs> okay. Like I don't believe you, but sure. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's a that's an important point, and I think sometimes I, I feel like for some people, starting there might be what unlocks this pathway of thinking. Like if if they sit with them and they're like, oh, you're right. Maybe love can exist in different ways. Maybe these things can be separated. And I think, you know, that that gives me a little hope for people that they can like start to parse it out there if they like really sit with it. But for a lot of people, that conversation is not even beginning. Yeah. And it's just this understanding of like, again, like if you're a more liberal, open-minded person who can already accept the fact that like, labels don't make a whole lot of sense mm. in a lot of ways some of us like labels for ourselves, for other purposes but putting others in labels and putting them in boxes doesn't make much sense most liberal folks are or liberal leaning like we don't even need to get to the leftist route just like more open-minded people can understand that um so why are you putting love into that box and that there has to be some kind of qualifiers that mean that also like just believe people why, why do you got I, I say i love kimona i love kimona leave it at that like we just love each other why are you so in, why are you so intrusive in my life mind your business i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but i think it's i mean there was even just recently right when we were at a, a gathering together <laughs> and we're sitting there talking having a great time and like <laughs> a couple hours in mind you like someone turns Hours. to us and it's like, you guys are together, right? And it was the funniest moment of my life. It was just particularly funny because I had been talking about my partner met at many mm-hmm. points. And I'm like, imagine if my partner was the one sitting next to me and I've been talking about them in third person. It was this so whole time. <laughs> and of course, you know, like the other people at the table were like, Okay, bro, you missed something. <laughs> but we were like, yes, we understand. And, you know, we were, <laughs> we were like accepting of that mistake because we were like, we understand why you think that. I mean, like, we didn't Truly. leave each other's sides for like the whole evening. Why would I leave your exactly? Side? And I literally give me a reason. <laughs> I literally because it was a it, you know it was like a, a food event. I literally got up and like made Aaron a plate, brought it back to her. I didn't I didn't want to make it. Yeah, and I literally I said everyone's sorry. I need to skip the line because I have I I <laughs> allergies. I have to prepare a plate that's allergy safe. <laughs> well, yeah. And <laughs> I loved it. And that's that's a form of love, but people are like, "Oh, cuz it's cuz you're dating." And I'm like, "No, cuz I just fucking love Aaron." What? Mm-hmm. And like I like I like how people have started to use and like I I think even when I was younger too like my my high school best friend like we referred to each other as like our person mm. like the sh- and like friend um, shows have done that like friends said oh it's your lobster Grey's Anatomy is the one that did your person and that was that relation I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy but that was that relationship too of Meredith and Christina like mm. I think and sorry. Grey's Anatomy fans if I butchered it but uh, don't come for me and um, it's just like having these other qualifiers like your soulmates I am a deep believer my whole life in soulmates I think that they're but I have never even at, like from a young age thought that you would only have one mm. 
or thought that you would only have one and that person would then be your lifelong partner, the person you marry, the person you have children with, the person that you die with and grow old with. I, I've always believed that there were like these soul people yeah. that the cosmic universe that I have meant to meet. And I still believe even people that I referred to in my past who I referred to as my soulmates and soul people, like who are no longer a part of my life. I don't believe that I was wrong mm. that they weren't my soulmate. I believe that there are certain people that are meant to come into your life to serve a peep it peep <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. a purpose <laughs> uh, i don't know why i thought that was so funny uh they serve a purpose and that you were like in that whole like soul cosmic universe way that you were supposed to meet and even people that i don't have like that have hurt me and that i don't have the most fondness over like former friends and partners I truly believe that some of them were like people that were meant to be a part of my life to help shape me into who I am now and now I'm in a space where almost virtually every single person in my life are people that I have fostered these relationships for a long time and that I truly believe will be a part of my life for as long as we're here and that was my goal. I spent a lot of time and energy and putting into like developing that. And I'm glad that I did because now I feel so confident in my friendships and my partnerships and my relationships with family members. And I just truly believe that the people that are in my life that I love now, I will love for all of time. That's so cute. And I love it. Thanks. I love <laughs> And like... And I have love for the people that hurt me, mm. like the people that I don't like and who have hurt me. And I've learned things about our relationships later on. I still have love for them. Like I love a, a different version of me loved them and they helped shape me mm -hmm. into who I am today. And I love that version of me. So even if what that relationship taught me was what I don't like, what I don't tolerate in people, what isn't acceptable, what is abuse, what is all of these things. I still have love and respect for those relationships, for what it taught me and how I grew from it. Absolutely. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love love. Um, I think it's just so important to acknowledge and recognize platonic love. Right. And I know that's how we opened, but I just want to emphasize that again, if there's one thing that y'all will take away, it is the importance of non-romantic love in your life and the importance of putting time, effort and intentionality into those relationships as well. Because like, we can't have this focus on just like one person that is literally your everything. That's not sustainable. It's not fair to either parties like we were saying earlier and there's so much more love in the world for you if you allow yourself to open up to the non-romantic forms of love truly if we were just going to there's so much love to give and receive mm -hmm. why would you ever 
turn away those opportunities just because it doesn't fit this, this label that society has given. I am a firm believer that, you know, if if you have a positive, good relationship in your life, you shouldn't have to get rid mm-hmm. of that because it doesn't fit some qualifier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love love. I love you. I love you. Friend. Friend. Friend, friend, friend. Friend who I'm in love with. Be in love with your friends also. Just like... I just think more people just need to be open and honest about like loving your friends. Like I say, I love you too. Like all my friends. Okay. Yeah. I, and I know, I know Sam says, I love you to his friends. He's, he's a cisgender straight man. Love a boy. The white man. <laughs> my, my ex partner too. I know said, I love you to their male. Cis friends, cis het friends, whatever. I, do really appreciate that I have had experiences with men who are able to get away of that toxic masculinity mm-hmm. element of like loving. Um, and, you know, even if you have to think of it in a weird way, like if you're never going to talk to your friend again, don't you want them to know that you love them? That, I don't know. Yeah, I just, very I, I'm all for like living life with so much intentionality that if something horrible happens to you or someone you care about, that things aren't left unsaid. So, like, living your honest, authentic self, and that includes expressing to people how you feel about them, that is very vital to me. Um, snap, snap, snaps. And, and yeah, and yeah. Don't limit yourself to not experiencing these things. And guess what? If you think to yourself, hmm, no, but I don't, like, love my friends. No, maybe you just don't have the right friends. Maybe those aren't your people. That's a really important part too. Like if that's if that's your feeling, maybe it's because you're not experiencing it because it's not that relationship. Seek that out. That's how you know. Because like, you know, when they say, you know, you know, for like romantic relationships, you know in the other relationships too when you found your people. So I hope that for you too, that you can live with an intentionality to find those mm. people in your life because they're out there. Yes. Certain of it. To seek out the love and to follow the love and to just invite more love and joy and wonderfulness into your life. That is my wish. When we put it out there, it comes back. Exactly. Absolutely. Beautiful. Iconic. If you're putting love out into the world, it will come back to you. I truly believe that. And I think that's important. And so I hope all of y'all either have friends you're in love with or are on the path to finding those friends and finding those people, building up your village. Um, I think it's super important. And that's my intention for all of you for the new year. That's, yeah. Yeah. I would love that for everyone. I think everyone deserves to experience love in so many different ways. And I feel so lucky that I get to experience the love of wonderful friends, the, the love of people um like Aaron uh who are over here making me just cry because I feel so loved I I don't know you can't be mad at me you were just looking at me I didn't do anything you started saying really nice lovely things that's what you did you you spoke through love and I felt it well I just felt it in my little heart I speak what I think so thank you it's kind of my thing (laughs) thank you 
Of course, you are loved. And we love all of you rebels. We say it and we mean it because if you are here, you are committing to growth and learning and becoming better people as we are committing to every single day by being part of this podcast. That's what we're here for, to not just help you on your own journey, but for our own self. Mm -hmm. We are here to better ourselves. Um, Certainly not experts in it. We are growing together and we have deep love for the people who are committed to that as well and committed to growing with us. And we are so very grateful to have you as a part of our community. And we hope you join us over on Patreon because that's where we're able to engage so much more without the restrictions of other media platforms. Um, We have discussion boards, newsletters, where Kimona and I independently like really just open up and talk from a more vulnerable aspect of like our independent lives. Um, so you get some of that perspective as well. We have, um, these video formats that you might see on Instagram, like little clips of, we have behind the scenes, unedited versions, early releases, tons of stuff. Um, and our merch front is on Patreon as well as our website. Wonderful. And you know where to find us otherwise, but just in case, you can find us on Instagram at Rebels Advocate Pod and on the general interwebs at rebelsadvocatepod.wordpress.com. And we will see you over there. You know, do all the fun things likes, follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a five star review. That always helps more people find us. Um, and we are so grateful for you. And we love you very, very much. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> and we will see you every other Tuesday with a new episode. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.